0: everyone and welcome again to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host Steve Gray and we're going to talk about revival, the signs of revival and what some people think about revival because I was talking to somebody, well more than one time this has happened to me, when I went around, you know I went all over the world because of the Smithton outpouring and the Kansas City revival and being on TV and around the world and uh, got invitations all around the world and of course those revivals were going on at the same time and uh And I would preach about revival and talk about it. And churches were crying and pastors were crying out, God, we we need a move of God in our church. We need something deeper. And I was trying to help them. And every once in a while, I'd meet somebody that would say to me, though, you know, we can't have revival. We can't have it. It's not scriptural. What? Not scriptural to have a move of God. And I'd say, well, why do you say that? And they'd say, because we're in the last days. And in the last days, the devil's supposed to take over. It's supposed to be everything's supposed to go bad. It's the devil. We can't have a move of God because the Bible says the devil's going to take over. Well, uh, it sounds good if you put the pieces together, but it doesn't make much sense. Uh, first of all, uh, our father in heaven is, is not a deadbeat dad. That's going to desert his creation and his kids and his creation and give it over to, uh, to the devil. I don't believe. And so one, some of the scriptures that they get that from, of course, Revelation is one, but one of the things they get that from is they don't read it properly is Matthew 24. What a great scripture that is. So let's look at it in context and how that is uh, telling us about revival and basically saying you're wrong. You're wrong if you're thinking is we can't have a move of God because we're not supposed to have a move of God. We're supposed to have a move of the devil. You know what I'm saying? And so they get that idea there's all, all, uh, the, the, that what we're supposed to experience is everything supposed to go wrong and bad and, you know, all that stuff. And so let's look at it. So right before uh, Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about Jerusalem. Okay, let's think of that Jerusalem okay and he says you know he, he longs to gather and protect but that's not going to happen it's going to be desolate and uh, and and there's not going to be one stone left and it's all going to come down okay that's what right before 24 then 24 the disciples are walking with Jesus and they're all marveling said look at these magnificent buildings And you see, and Jesus says, truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. So what's the subject of right before 24 and 20 and chapter 24 of Matthew, they're all talking about the buildings and the temple that looks so magnificent in Jerusalem. That's what they're talking about. And. So it's not, he's not talking about, let me tell you 2,000 years from now what's gonna happen or the end of the world or whatever. And so then they say, well, uh, tell us when this is gonna happen. And they throw in a line that that gets people confused, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age well, they everybody then jumps ahead and says, "Oh, that means the end of the world, the end of the age and uh, what they're talking what Jesus then, whether they meant that or not, what Jesus then begins to talk about is the end of the age that they 're in, and that is the Israel as they know it, the Jewish religion as they know it, because later, as you read, it says uh truly I tell you, this generation, and some have said that's this generation that sees those things, but no, he's already talking about the buildings, right? He's talking about the buildings they're looking at. He says, this generation that sees these things will not pass away. And so what it's talking about, and you go to the best scholars in the world, they'll tell you this is true, that he's talking about the destruction of the temple, and the temple's going to come down, and because he's talking about Jerusalem, they're going to be slaughtered, and the temple's going to be burned down, destroyed, not one stone left on another. That's what he said. Not talking about the end of the world. He's talking about the end of this age of Judaism as they knew it is going to come to an end. The temple's going to come down, and Rome is going to come and and uh, crucify and kill all, all, it's going to be terrible. And so, that's what he's talking about, and when he talks about his when it's going to be your coming, everybody thinks it's going to be one coming in the you know the end of the world and he's going to appear, but in this case Jesus describes his coming in judgment. You remember when he came into the temple and he turned the tables over and he said, that was a demonstration of his what he's going how he's going to come. Because God was not pleased with what he saw. He's he's made a whip, even, it said. You know, so he's going to come in judgment. So that's everything here is what he's talking about. Can we apply it today? Can we use some of it today? Yes, of course. There's things in here for us today. So anyway, then he begins to describe it. Well, here's what people do then. He talks about the deception and all that kind of stuff. And he says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Because, see, he's talking about 40 years from when He's, he's looking at these buildings 40 years later, giving them 40 years. And there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And, uh, but see to it, you're not alarmed, okay? A lot of people trying to alarm us today with the, that the world is coming to an end. Such things must happen. Uh, but he says, but the end is still to come. Now, how about this line? Nation will rise against nation, kingdoms. There'll be famines, earthquakes in various places, So what happens then? Every time we have an earthquake, then a preacher gets up the next day or whatever, next week, and says, all right, the end is near. We had a terrible earthquake. That's a sign of the end, right? Or a tragedy, or a tornado, whatever it is, or something, or a war, or whatever. Because the people have, so many people have the idea that the end of the age or the end of the world, which is not what he's talking about here, is going to end, though, in terrible, some terrible, terrible way. In fact, most people you talk to believe, if you ask them, what what's gonna happen at the, at the end of the world? And they think it's gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse, and then the world's gonna end in this terrible, terrible thing. That's why so many people think that probably nuclear war or something like that, it's gonna all just explode and the world's gonna blow up and it's gonna end terrible and things are gonna get worse and worse and worse. And so they be, that's why they begin to put the end of the world which by the way, the world never ends. It's transformed. The world we have is gonna be transformed into the new world, new earth. But anyway, that's beside the point here. And so that's why they think it's all gonna go over. So they put the end of the world into the hands of the devil. And then at the very last moment, when everything's gone terrible, 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 then Jesus shows up and takes care of it and it all changes then. So they expect it to go bad bad, bad, bad. And here's why, because they said, well, it's the end, isn't it? And there'll be earthquakes and famines and terrible things and wars and all that kind of stuff's going to happen, all right? And then they throw in, you know, beasts and other things from other books in the Bible. But here's a funny thing. Here's what it says. It says, but there will be all these things and it's just the beginning of the birth pains, but it's, but it's, but we always put it, At the end. All right. So how's the end come? You see, here's what we miss. We like to put it in the hands of the devil and in the hands of evil and say the world's gonna end that way, and the good Jesus is gonna finally show up at the last minute. But that's not what this is, and it's not what Jesus said. You see? It's a funny when we read this, that we read about all these things, bad things happening, and then he says, he, he says, all these things are gonna happen famines and wars and earthquakes in various places, but then he says, but the end is not yet. What? What? Well, I thought that was the end. Everybody preaches, this is the end, bad things. He says, no, the end is not yet. What does he say is gonna happen? He says, he says this, he says, uh, the end is gonna come not by bad things. You know how the end comes? Who's in charge of the, end of, the uh, end of this age to when Jesus returns? Who's in charge? You don't even know, do you? Do you know? It's not the devil. It's not earthquakes. It's not famines. They're not in charge. Listen to this. How do you bring the end? The end does not come with trouble and famine and earthquakes. Here's the end. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come oh who's in charge of the end the preachers the preachers are in charge of the end it says the end's going to come because of the kind of preaching preachers preachers when this gospel's preached in all the earth then the end the end comes by the preachers not by the devil not by an earthquake not by a famine so a lot of, lot of the teachings, you know, and I was one of them. I used to teach it too, so I, I understand it. But I just did better, teach, better research and talked to better scholars rather than just hearsay. I did better teaching, <clears throat> better studying. But anyway, we used to have it. You know this. Some of you believe it too, is that we have that teaching where all the Christians and all the preachers are gone, and then the devil takes over, and then Jesus comes back, right? And then the new earth. Well, it's going to be hard to have preachers preaching to every nation. And then the end comes if none of the preachers are here. So who's going to preach if we don't have somebody to preach to them? So I don't know. They sometimes they they say that the people got left behind and then they got converted. But then they say, but then if you get converted, then you get killed. So I don't know where they're going to get the preachers to bring the end unless we've got this whole thing wrong. And it doesn't go down in flames. It doesn't go down with earthquakes, famines, or wars, or bombs, and the whole earth just explodes, but it goes another way. And that's why we, when this guy said, we can't have revival because it's all supposed to go to the devil and all explode. And you're talking about this great move of God where we get the presence of God and the fire of God's in our churches. And then the, an outpouring comes and spills over into a great awakening and people are experiencing God and they just can't get that because they read these things and they put it all at the end. But these things were going to happen to the Jewish people in Matthew 24 Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to have troubles because troubles might lead up to a revival and cause people to turn to God. There could be wars. I believe there's real possibility that wars are on the horizon now. But that doesn't mean it's going to end with a war because this this is going to cause people. I think it's going to end with a big victory triumph of a great outpouring and a great uh, awakening. Will everybody choose it? Of course not. No, not everybody's going to choose it, but it's going to end on a, in a way where the bride of Christ is glorifying Christ. The bride has taken on the, the way a bride is supposed to, fully in love with Jesus. And when that bride and the people of God are loving God and serving God and full of the Holy Spirit, they've gone as far as they can go to glorify Jesus while still in this body, then there's no place else to go and the gospel has been preached to all nations and then the end will come. Well, I hope that's given you something to think about at least of why somebody would say we can't have revival and why I would say, oh yes, we can because the end doesn't come by famine and sword and earthquakes. The end comes by preaching. I hope that gives you something to think about till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.